Well, hello. Happy Thursday. This is October 12th, 2017. And uh, you are listening to At According to Alan. Um, check it out on Twitter. Um, and it's a at Local 219 uh, production. So like that as well. Um, I'm here with Josh, my audio engineer as always. And uh, we've had a little bit of an interesting week this week. Uh, I'll start off with the Bears. Bears uh, lost to Minnesota for the Trubisky debut. Uh, I thought he looked good. I don't really have much to say about it other than um, I think he has the pro arm. I think he has the pro legs. He looks uh, super athletic. I'm not really a big fan of what was going on offensively. It seemed like they were playing it pretty conservative. I don't truly understand the personnel decisions that are going on, including having Adam Shaheen never playing at all. I think Jordan Howard looked really good again. Tariq Cohen, of course, looks good. I think Kendall Wright has probably found a little bit of more time now that he's got a quarterback that can throw it to him. And I do think that the team needed a little bit of a – I mean, there's a lot of penalties, but I do think the team needs a couple weeks to kind of get used to him. I could tell a couple times when he threw the ball, especially within a five- to seven-yard radius, that the ball was getting on him a little bit quicker than usual. Um, not saying that Glennon doesn't have an arm, but I think it's a little different when you're the – Second pick in the draft. I think you got a little bit more of a cannon, and those guys got to get used to that coming out. I think the same thing you can say about the line and the penalties. It was a little bit uncharacteristic to see them have as many penalties as they did, especially in big situations. It felt like every time that we made a, we got a big chunk. I say we like I'm playing for them, but I think every time that they got a big chunk of yardage, they uh, had it called back at some point with with a penalty. So I think they'll clean that up. I think it's only going to get better. As the time goes on here, they've got Baltimore next week. That's a tough battle because it's definitely a team that has uh, traditionally been a defensive powerhouse since at least the beginning of the Ray Lewis era. Um, They're going to have a little bit of a situation there. Uh, You're not going to get too – I don't think you're going to get too much trickery from their offense at least, so that's good. I think the Bears' defense is starting to come into their own. I think we're going to start seeing a little bit better of a brand of football. I read today that Tanner Gentry, this is uh, uh, is back, so I know all Bears fans are elated, and ha- and uh, we'll be able to throw parties for that. So it's just so much excitement around this Bears team. I was a little surprised by the backlash of Trubisky. I, I, I the more I thought about it, especially as Monday afternoon went into Tuesday, um, by putting him uh, putting him on national television for his debut, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense, only because you're putting the spotlight as big as possible on a guy making his first start and you're giving everybody an opportunity to have an opinion about it from the media standpoint. I think there's something to say about protecting these guys. I know the Cubs in Epstein in particular, they don't, they don't usually bring up rookies at home. They bring them up on the road to kind of get them acclimated. I think it's something to say about doing that. But I, I also see the other side of the coin when it comes to everyone was just tired of Glenn and shit. So they needed to do something, especially after the debacle last Thursday. So I get it. I, I probably would have rather seen him start next week. Maybe maybe Baltimore isn't the best time ever. I don't know if there is a great time, but that's what I would say about it. Um, the, the preseason basketball, to skip a little, skip around a little bit. The preseason basketball started. Um, we already had the NBA press day where everyone tries on the new unis. Um, zero interest in the Bulls. So I think I'm going to be a Wolves fan this year. I think that's where I'm going. I think uh, I said it last year, but I was kind of one foot in, one foot out. Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo got me a little bit in. This year, I think I'm full on protesting the Bulls. 
I don't see anything they're doing I, when it comes to their management. I know it's uh, something that's been beaten down a million times, but I, I, their entire direction makes no sense. Uh, in, in particular, from the beginning of the Tibbs era, I'd probably say that since the beginning of the Del Negro era, not even talking about you know Jerry Krause and that shit show that he had going on, but anytime an organization thinks that organizations win championships and players don't is already fucked up. So I know at the end of the Vinny Del Negro era, John Paxson almost got in a fight. I think actually threw a punch at him and did not get fired. They lucked into Derrick Rose, who had three good years of that, had a great signing with Thibodeau, put a lot of identity into the team, and then uh, built a great bench, uh, great rotation, fun to watch, really exciting basketball, and they were relevant. That Derrick Rose MVP year, I don't think I'll ever forget it. It was awesome. And uh, to see where it's kind of come from that in the downward spiral, which I think started with um, Gar Pax firing uh, Tibbs' assistant coach, which put in a little dishonesty or a little distrust between the two. That happened about four years ago. And since then, it's just been downhill. I think the trade of Gasol really didn't help, and that was another upper management brilliant move um, that just didn't go anywhere. Actually, I think they signed him. But either way, so it just turned into a non-defensive Thibodeau team, which is uncharacteristic. Derrick Rose never got healthy. Uh, they drafted Jimmy Butler, got lucky with him in the middle of the late first round. And it turns out that uh, they don't really want a guy who's a star in a league filled with the AAU-style branding in which the players run the team. So we are now stuck with, of course, an organization that thinks they're in control again and no stars which is the exact opposite of how the NBA is uh, become a winning team or how, how, what the trend of the NBA. So if you want to go back to that, you've got, you know, of course, the Lakers of the early 2000s. That was kind of uh, a put-together squad. I mean, you got Kobe, who was traded for on draft day. He's in there. You got Shaq. He's, uh, he was uh, signing from Orlando. Uh, so you've got these guys who are building the super teams around players. You've got the Duncan and Robinson, two drafted guys, which is a little uncharacteristic. You've got the Boston team. We all know that was a super team traded for the players. You can say the upper management was a part of that trade. However, the, you know, those three guys were at the prime of their career and they were, they were awesome. Then you've got, uh, let's see here. Who else? Who's the, who's the following that you've got, man, anytime a noise goes off in this room, it's so distracting. It's un- it's unbelievable. So, uh, you've got that, and then now you've got this ring of the LeBron era in which every time he's in Miami, uh, he's that's a super team, and then you've got Golden State countering it. That's a super team, but the Bulls don't want to do that. They want to build from the ground up, so fuck them. I will be a Wolves fan from this point forward, and at least for this year, and we'll see how it goes. I like the new unis. Love the starting five. It's like Bulls North. It's got Taj Gibson. It's got Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's even got Jamal Crawford now, so that's exciting and uh, really good stuff. So I'll be looking forward to that. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is a hell of a player. I love Wiggins. I think he just signed a big deal today, uh, something outrageous that these NBA players are making now. And, uh, yeah, so if uh, you want to tweet at me and tell me how big of an asshole I am about that, you can do that at, at according to Alan. If you want to Matt Sawyer me, if you want to Matt Sawyer me again like last week and provide a lot of feedback without a face, uh, feel free to do that. That's what social media is there for. So uh, when it comes to the local 219 stuff, we've got a lot of stuff going on there. 
Um, it's been a busy week. It's starting to starting this thing from the ground up. Hasn't been easy. One of the biggest problems that we've been facing now is how to turn this thing into a video. Uh, this, and I mean by this thing, I mean this podcast. Essentially, I mentioned last week that we're trying to um, incorporate that video side with interviews from uh, people of notoriety of the area. We've got a lot of commitments. One person who's already um, said that he would be on is Dave Pishker. He's the most winningest coach in uh, the state of Indiana for baseball, high school sports-wise. He's a, I don't think he's ever been interviewed at length, so I think that would be really cool. He's been uh, a member of Andrean High School since, I think, the beginning. So he, if anybody, he's like a walking encyclopedia for Andrean High School. He, he's uh, agreed to come on here. Some other people uh, that are really awesome, Julia Heisman, uh, Green is Good by Kate, uh, Caitlin Rather, she's going to come in here. So got some cool guests lined up. I can't wait to kind of do that. Uh, but the video component's really difficult. So we were setting up a three-camera shoot. It's not easy in an office that wasn't built for it. So we had to build an extension for my bookshelf that you may have seen on Instagram. Uh, so you might have seen the bookshelf on Instagram. The desk is new. I built that with my brother uh, yesterday which is always a fun exercise for those listening who know my relationship with my brother and I. It's not always, uh, it's not always fun, especially when we get together and start to create. There's two uh, type A personalities in a room. It doesn't usually go well. Yesterday was no, uh, no, it was, it was no, uh, what the hell, there's a phrase there. Um, either way, it, it definitely lived up to the hype. Uh, and I think it was about 45 degree angles on the trim on the banner of the damn desk. So, uh, yeah, that was our big fight yesterday for that. We wouldn't even talk to each other for 15 minutes. So that's exciting. Um, that's, uh, staying true. The, uh, so we built that, that's going to be where our interview desk, um, we need more lighting in here. So for you lighting people that are out there that really want to kind of give it up, I'm going to have a couple of my production people in here looking at it. So we'll definitely have that up and running. I'm hoping to premiere the first one in two weeks. That's my goal. I have Tom Maloney, uh, the vice president of Lakeshore Public Media, coming in next week. Um, he's a good dude, somebody I know really well, and I was hoping to kind of get a couple of those at-bats before we started off. And uh, he's, a, I'm ho- he's a big Hawks fan so and a big White Sox fan and big Bears fan. I'm sure it'll go pretty well. And he's just got some interesting stuff to say. I, I'll try to keep him away from politics to bore the hell out of everybody because he loves that. But got that going on. Um, other things that we're looking for is – um, like I talked to you last a couple times here, um, we're starting up a video series. I'm trying to launch in March. I know that date keeps getting pushed back a little bit, but it's to make sure that we can kind of hit with a bang. Um, I'm hoping to launch six web series by that time. So I'm looking at filming and editing and completing 58 episodes by that. So, um, to get some of these really good, uh, ideas tangible, it takes a little bit of a trial and error period and some revisioning, um, We've done a first draft of a couple different shows. Uh, we thought something was potentially lacking, so we've been we've been injecting that with stuff. I've got producers on hold here to kind of wait. I'm hoping to do a couple more uh, really cool ideas. The uh, so that so look forward to that. Um, but for those videos, I'm really looking for some local musicians to add into um, what we're doing for for a soundtrack. Um, someone who's willing to give us the rights to use their music give them free exposure. And I tweeted that earlier this week um, from the at local 219 uh, account, Josh Van Dyke, my audio engineer, who's here doing, uh, making sure that I don't screw this whole thing up. Um, I put him inside that and we've already got a few 
people who have replied, but the more the merrier. Uh, I think the first video that we did had Asteria's uh, Devil Hold My Hand, I think was that one, which is a really cool band. I don't think they exist anymore, but really cool local music. And then even the theme to this uh, podcast is from Adam64 Martin. Um, he's a great guy. I went to school with him. Uh, he lives in Houston now, but he's a local guy who does a lot of hip-hop and beats, so we'll be featuring him. Um, so shout-out Nicole Colvin, I think, was somebody who shouted out this week. And then um, what was the other guy's name that we got a, a tweet for that we got to hit up? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Mike Golden. Mike Golden. See, I, I feel like a dick here because I love music, as right. you know, but I never really gave respect to the local scene very much. And so, like, when I'm doing this, it's, like, kind of bullshit. When I thought local music, I thought bar bands. The local music scene is a really weird animal. It's almost like a family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, I, well, obviously, you don't, because you haven't been really I part haven't of been it, around. But right. It's, like, especially back in the day. The local music scene is not nothing like it, like it used to be. But all these guys were real cool with each other back in the day. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's sure. that's awesome. So I, hopefully that that's the case. Then we get a couple, and then it'll steamroll through. Absolutely, and we'll get a lot. So Absolutely. We got a Google Drive filling up, and we got some cool stuff. So keep it coming. I can't guarantee that it's going to be used right away, but you will be used probably eventually. Um, we're, we plan on having a lot of content streaming through. So that's kind of where that is. Um, I was I, I did tweet earlier a little bit something that's more um, personal uh, that just drives me crazy. I wanted to mention. I, I, what is the deal with people? And I don't know if it's like to this area specific or if it's just a, just a national phenomenon, but every time I'm at a red light and I'm the first one in line, someone beeps as soon as it turns green and it just drives me crazy. And I don't know what it is about it. I, I feel like for about 15 seconds, I see red and I literally want to beat the shit out of somebody. I, I don't, I don't know why. Well, no, you it's know? not red. It's green. It's green. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the hilarity. Yes. So, yeah, I just, I'd want to lose my mind on that. And very few times does it get to that point when I feel like the, the heartbeat starts to beat a little bit and um, the blood starts rushing to my face. But uh, that's one of them where I, I channel my dad. And uh, I don't know if that's a great thing because uh, I, I will eventually lose it. I'm one of those guys who wants to drive five miles an hour until um, I just absolutely piss him off and my wife is yelling at me just to go. Right. So I will, if you ever hear the story of me getting killed on the road, that could yeah, be potentially, you know, you know why that's the, what the gets me. Just created road rage. Yep. It's, uh, it's so similar to like, uh, when you want to go straight or, or I mean, when you want to turn right and the, and, uh, you get in the right lane and the one guy in front of you decides he wants to go straight. Yeah. So the you're red just light. stuck there. So you're just stuck there and you're yeah. the, the whole time you're waiting for this thing to turn green. You could have turned already. You could have yep. been gone. Yep. Yeah, well, we no, got to get everywhere not. so quick, right? Right. I mean, the uh, the same kind of concept when it comes to the gas station. Every t- I swear, every time I go in there, it's like I'm behind the guy who's checking lotto tickets since 1977. Every yep. single time. And it's brutal. I, I want those guys to be like, all right, you got your 50 lotto tickets. Get in the other line. You do your thing. And then from there, we'll, I'll just be able to pay for my bubble gum. Right. Or whatever the hell I got. Just let me get in. Let me get out. Yeah, my monster. Let me get my monster and get out of there. And it's the same shit with Subway. It's the worst. Subway, I swear, every time I go in there, I'm behind the guy ordering 10 sandwiches. You know. You know it's like, and when you see the guy, too, you know as soon as he pulls out that cell phone. Game over. It's going to, you got a 10-minute wait ahead of you now. Yeah, yeah. Total waste of time. And it's like, why can't you call in? Right. What's the big deal? I mean, you just give it like, okay, you run through the office, you, you, you figure it out that 10 people want Subway, and then make the phone call before you go. I don't understand these guys who want to just hold up the line. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's just it's just a different different breed of person, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's what's been going on uh, in this world. I, I realized last week when I gave everybody the dates of when I'm recording and uh, when I'm not recording and when things are going to get released uh, is a little uh, stupid and hard to, hard to understand what I was saying. So at the end of the day, look for one uh, this version on Mondays and then look for the interview version on Thursdays. And that'll be released on my Facebook, on the local 219 Facebook, my personal Facebook, my personal Twitter, and the local 219 Twitter. So, yeah. Josh, and I'm, I'm sure we're also in the process, I mean, I know I am, of looking at different aspects to release this too. Whether it's going to be through iTunes or however else we want to... Spotify? Yeah, however. You cool. know what I mean? Cool. So, I think the only thing that we got to really be conscious of is the... Um, is how do we generate the numbers, right? Because if we have four different platforms that are, uh, are are listening to it, sure, I think it makes more sense to kind of have, hey, we have five thousand SoundCloud uh, followers as opposed to like, hey, we have five hundred SoundCloud, three hundred Spotify, two hundred and fifty iTunes. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So I would say I don't know. That might be something f- to keep in like, mind. I feel like there's a whole game there. Whether is it important to do that, or is it also important to broadcast it as far as possible on as many platforms as you can probably as far so, as you know possible what I mean? yeah, yeah i mean i guess the advertising dollars or something like this is very small anyway you're yeah yeah so uh anything we, else you got anything for me news wise nobody gives a shit right now yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've got 30 people listening to this and i'm right. thinking advertising like who like anybody cares thank god our whole 98 followers on twitter <laughs> Well, 83. Hey, uh, but you were at what, 19 last week? We were at 19 last week. We're at 83. So uh, we're making some movement there. Please be our, be a friend and uh, follow that. It makes us uh, our jobs a lot easier. Yeah. Where, where can they find you? At uh, local underscore 219. Awesome. So we'll go from there. Yeah, check it so, out. Go so what do you got for me news-wise? Yeah. So uh, what do you want to talk some baseball? Sure. Talk some sure. baseball? What's so funny about this is right before uh, we got on here, I asked Josh to not talk about baseball because... I haven't been watching it too much. So thank you for that, leading it off. Yes, that's, Go for it. which is the exact reason why I'm bringing it <laughs> up. Because you know that's the kind of guy I am. Yes, you're, you're a gentleman uh, and a scholar. Thank you. Let's talk about Boston Red Sox. Sure. Manager, getting fired. He gone. Oh, yeah. Well, um, definitely think that it's a pretty much a knee-jerk reaction. Um, I don't... I, I can see how someone has to be a scapegoat when they give up a ton of runs in, in such a lim- limited time. And you've got guys like Price who've been really shitty. And you've got guys like Sale who kind of faltered towards the end of the year, especially in the playoffs. I understand how there has to be some kind of goat. Uh, I don't know enough of day-to-day Boston Red Sox baseball to tell you whether or not he sucks or not. Mm. But uh, it does seem a little knee-jerky um, that they would fire him at this point, especially so soon after the uh, playoffs. I think the last time they did something like that was Grady Little in the Pedro game in 03. As soon as he blew that, Grady Little was done. And that was another situation that I don't know if I completely understand. Um, When we got a guy of the prominence of Pedro Martinez in the mound, who's in the eighth, who says he can keep you giving you, giving you innings and you kind of let him out there and then he just gets his tits lit. I don't know if that's something that uh, really is important. So um, when it comes to getting canned, but someone has to be the goat Right. And that was the situation, right. so I feel for him. But at the same time, being a former coach, I know being fired is not an easy thing, but you get used to it, I guess. If there's, You know that as soon as you take a job, there's an expiration date. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah man, that's how it's, it's – it almost feels like a, like a kicker from from NFL. Like these guys could just get canned all the time. All the time, especially now more than ever. It feels like there's never – I mean, outside of Vinatieri. It's like, oh, you missed two field goals. Yeah. That's it. You're done. You're done. Never kicking again. Everybody. It seems – it's crazy. 
But I mean, uh, kicker, manager of baseball league, I feel like these are two completely different things. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, people undersell the manager. It's a big, it's an important role. It's sure. an important role, and it really, it really sets the tone for the team over the long haul, especially because it's such a grind, and it really kind of helps the team prepare and at least open those lines of communication. It's what guys like Joe Madden get paid for. Yeah. So, and I think Rick Renteria in this case thought he did an awesome job you this year what? with the Sox. S- speaking of a playoff baseball, I kind of want to bring up a story. Sure. That happens today. Is that cool? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your turn <laughs> so, right now. It's news, so go right, for it. Right, right, right. So, on my way in, uh, I get a phone call from uh, a buddy of mine. <laughs> okay. And he says, "Hey, do you want to go to the Cubs game?" Right. And I'm thinking to myself, "Playoff today. base." Yeah, today. 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 Okay. So, so right yeah. before we're filming, uh, I'm s- the game actually is starting right now as we speak. Okay. So, I mean, already I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, I got this podcast to do. There's no way I'm going to get this thing done before that. But you know what? Let's say, let's say hypothetically I can make it, I can make it happen. Okay. So I say, all right, I'm going to try to knock out this thing out, be out of here by 3.30, whatever, make my way down there. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, we're going to have a good time. Go to a playoff baseball game. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah, want to see yeah. that, you know? Well, there's nothing like playoff atmosphere in any sport. Right. So, yeah, baseball is fucking sweet. So he's invited me to the game. He says, all right, I'm going to go get the tickets. Well, you know? you're here, so I know this goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently not at a baseball game, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, Reporting from Wrigley Field. Right, right. Yeah, long distance, huh? So so he he texts me back and says, uh, cool, I got the tickets. It's $350. Oh. Like, come on, man. Last like last minute, you're going you're gonna to fire this thing at me? Like, Total bullshit move. Like, like yeah, just... Hold on, let me pull 350 bucks out of my ass real quick so yeah. I can go to this game with you that I really don't give a shit about. And that's such bullshit on so many levels. A, it's the Cubs, right. so, but it'd still be fun. It'd still no, be cool. But it, like I said, it's playoff baseball, but if you would have told me yesterday and I had some time to prepare, maybe I'd bump this earlier, yeah. get, get it done a little faster. I'm not rushing. And he was going with, right? Yeah. So he didn't give you a chance to even no. pick who you're going to go with. No, no. Now he wants me to buy the tickets. <laughs> You know, he wants me to give oh him the money God. for it. And then so he says, hey, let's go. I've got I've got tickets. Let's what go. What a dick. Right. Yeah. Right. Scotty, uh, I, I know you I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. He did the same kind of thing with me with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bears yeah, game. you were telling me that when he was at the Bears game. Yeah, it's it was so like Saturday afternoon. And then next thing you know, it's like, hey, uh, I got an extra ticket to this Bears Steelers game. Do you want to go? It's like, sure, I'll go. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's 80 bucks, 90 bucks. Not that it's a big difference, but I thought then he also, you know, he does have a ticket and it's last minute. Maybe there might be a 50% uh, discount here. Mm. No, I, as soon as I said, asked him the next morning, like, hey, so how much is a ticket? Uh, how much should I pay for? He said $110. And uh, that was way more than I bargained for. <laughs> right. So I was, I was right. a little, I understand. I can, I can, I can reel so in your last pain. last minute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the best part is, uh. Uh, this buddy that invited me is also friends with Matt Sawyer, so oh, it's like, well, now it makes sense, right? There's, you know, Dante's Inferno. There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a special ring in hell for these kind of people. <laughs> Dante's Inferno. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna have a hate group. Oh yeah, we're well, gonna have a hate group I'm led by Matt Sawyer. You could, you could tweet at us. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Behind your safe walls of Twitter. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're gonna transition into football sure. since we're already here. Okay, how about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. crying like a little baby after breaking <laughs> his ankle? Well, there's no way of having this conversation without me looking like an asshole. No, that's the first one. But um, I'm just setting you up for failure. Today. I know, I know. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't see how you can cry like a baby on national TV when you break your ankle. And I've broken my ankle twice. I've broken both ankles. Uh, one when I was about 12. That one, I did have an OBJ reaction. I'm not going to lie. Jammed it into a base. Um, that sucked. Mm. And then the other one, I was about uh, a little bit older. 
and I was running and broke it doing something. I don't know how I broke it, but I know I walked on it for two days. So while there's different degrees of breaking of ankles, sure. I was also a catcher. So I dealt with a lot of foul tips to thighs, to knees, to, to collarbones. That can't feel good. Never was good. And no. I've gotten run over no. at the plate. I've gotten anybody who's played hard baseball or baseball before that um, has seen someone who throws hard. When you get drilled by that shit, that's not easy. I've seen, uh, so some just to go over some injuries that I've seen, I've seen a shin break in half. I've seen a knee completely turn the opposite way. Um, I've seen his forearm shatter. And I don't think any of them had the reaction OBJ had as adults, as he had Sunday. That's wild. So I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I think that's crazy. But, man, it just seemed like a prima donna screaming on a field. Yeah. And, like, granted, yeah, his season might be over. But he's, got, he's a sure. young guy, dude. He's got a lot of time left. And, I mean, I can see it's not like he's J.J. Watt. And, he, and even J.J. Watt, who seemed to have a little bit – I mean, who the hell am I to judge the, the degrees of injuries? But at least he didn't uh, – he didn't look as big of a dick on that one. And uh, he had a lot more to play for, especially when he just raised all that money for Houston and whatnot. Right, right. So, again, there's no way. I'm sure there's someone listening who's like, that's bullshit. You can't say that. But, yeah, I, I, that's how I feel about it. It seems a little crazy. I saw some great posts after uh, J.J. Watt got hurt, and it said if, if that if that man can get hurt, there's no way karma exists. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Valid point. All the great stuff this guy's doing for his community. You just get ravaged by a, yeah. by a hurricane. He's raising as much money as humanly possible with the influence that he's got. Gotcha. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Well, I'm going to throw something at you now because I, I just remembered that I did listen to something that I really liked recently. Yeah. The... Uh, Debut Bob Seger album. Debut Bob Seger album. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ramblin' Gamblin' Man. Have you ever heard that single? I'm not sure. I don't. I'm, I listen to a lot of music, but. Uh, could, I, could I play that without getting sued on this copyright right now? Uh, You're my me, guy. Just You're my me, lawyer. Uh, You're my me, lawyer. Give me less than five seconds. We'll be less okay. Less than five seconds. Okay. Oh, I'm in airplane mode. I'm uh, in you airplane ain't playing mode. nothing. Let's see here. So Bob Seeger. Oh wow, Lakeshore Public Media just started following us. That's fun. My old employer. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. You know you hear the song? Yeah. Oh. Jam. I had no idea. So there's your five seconds so I don't get sued. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Great story. So, anything else? Uh, News-wise. Yeah. No? Not the top of my head. All right, so... We're, t- we're at uh, about 27 minutes here. Cool. So, so. we are... Uh, the next four days, I will be out of town um, taking the show on the road. I'll be on uh, Thursday in Milwaukee. Friday, I'll be in Springfield doing some uh, filming of uh, some football, which I'll be showing on uh, my Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter feeds. You can follow those at... Uh, my Instagram's local underscore 219, which would be really cool if I get more followers. That seems to be a little bit more of a beast than Twitter to kind of get people to enjoy it. Twitter at, uh, again, local underscore 219, and my personal one is at according to Alan. You can find everything uh, across the board at local 219 on Facebook. We just bought a URL, which is really exciting. That URL is now going to be local219.tv to highlight um, most of the web series that we will be launching. So um, there's, uh, there's that in the books. And so if, uh, if that's about it, um, you guys have a great week. I will see you on Monday uh, for the first time that we're throwing off the schedule of the podcast. And uh, have a good weekend. 
Later.